Welcome to Third Shot Podcast, where we share our passion for pickleball and bring the pickleball community together. You can find us on our website, thirdshotpodcast.com, or on social media, all of the social media, Instagram, Facebook, at Third Shot Podcast, Twitter, at Third Shot Pod, and now YouTube. And all you have to do is search Third Shot Podcast, and we'll be there waiting to take some shots with you. Yeah. Yeah. What are we drinking, guys? Uh, I sort of messed up the shot. I have a whole beer, so oh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to shoot the whole thing. But we'll, I'm going I'll, a little I'll, kettle. I'll give it my shot. Kettle, and I've got some iced tea. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. So Greg, there's, a there's a different backdrop behind you. I, oh. I've got to call that out. <laughs> well. <laughs> So, you know, it's one thing after another in my life. I'm telling you, first I get back, <laughs> right? Right. Seriously. And then now I wake up this morning and the power's out in my house. I go into, you know, the app and I'm trying to figure out, okay, when's the power coming back on? They just keep giving me times through the day and it keeps getting <laughs> extended, extended, extended. Wow. And I knew we had the schedule to do this podcast and I go, I need power. I can't do this in the dark here. So, um, you know, I called uh, my dear old mother. Thank you, mom. <laughs> I said, I need to borrow a studio. So... <laughs> <laughs> a makeshift studio today at my mother's house. Luckily, she lives close by, and I drove on over with all the equipment and set up. Nice. Moms always come in clutch, don't they? They do. They yeah. do. I think when I forget my lunch now, my mom can still bring me lunch. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. So sweet. We're so lucky to have them in our lives. <laughs> there is something to living close enough to your family, right, to have that support system. Yeah. And mm -hmm. although you and I are far apart, family, I will be seeing you very soon, which I'm super excited about. That's right. You're doing a little road trip up to NorCal. Yes. Yeah, so I'll be leaving Vegas. Thank goodness, because it's supposed <laughs> to be like 118 <laughs> degrees soon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. when you said the power's out, all I can think about is like, thank gosh, the power's not out here, so I can still have like my fans and everything going and air conditioning because mm -mm. I yeah, wouldn't well, be alive. It, it's supposed to be hot here as well, you know, in the Bay Area. Like, we're gonna hit some like high temperatures. Um, a, a, a friend of mine, they just got back from like they were they went on this like huge trip. Right. They did. They did Italy. They did all these other places, too. We met up with them in Italy, actually. Um, oh, fun. They come back and their air conditioning's broken. No. Yeah. Yeah. So because of when it was built, the codes were different. They now have to pay like 30 grand to get this thing replaced. So they're <laughs> they're really feeling the heat now. Yes. <laughs> that scares me. That scares me. Yeah. Coincidentally, I had my air conditioner looked at yesterday. Oh, really? Oh. Just for a little tune-up because I was expecting that, you know, the, the heat waves coming. And yeah, how that work out for you? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so here's the story. They told me that this is the original air conditioner for when the house was built. And we do not want to tune it up because most likely we're going to break it. <laughs> oh, my wow. gosh. 
So they said, unless you want to replace it, just go with it until it runs out of gas. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. Okay, <laughs> we'll just go for it. So it's going to be hot up here, Bridgie, is what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not escaping the heat, is what you're telling no, me. No, you're, well, you're going out of one kitchen to another. <laughs> but I think it's a lesser of a kitchen than what she's getting out of. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe. But now that I've been in the desert for so long, like – California weather, I never thought before felt humid, but now when I go back, it feels humid, even though it's like not even that humid there. So I don't know. I might be still just sweating. That's all right. Well, we're going to get out to the park, right? We're going to try out some paddles. Yes, we've got a couple of really awesome paddles to try out. So um, if you're listening, you'll have to stay tuned so you can hear what kind of paddles we're testing out see some photos. We'll make sure we take some pictures and upload it. Yeah. I'm going to bring you to a couple of different courts that you haven't been to yet. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. There's some new people. Yeah. Russ, are you going to meet us there? Well, What's that? I, I, I hope that I get to, to join you guys. Um, coincidentally, I guess everybody because of the heat wave is leaving Vegas. Uh, my brother decided to come and visit as well. Oh, um, although he got like halfway here, he has like this, this camper thing that he that he brings along with him um yeah the refrigerator burned out like almost like caught on fire like smelling oh up God. the whole thing so I, i'm uncertain if he's just driving back to vegas or he's coming in we're I, i'll know later today or late tonight i guess uh what's so he just on. left vegas today to come up well, and see he, you uh he left vegas uh uh the day before yesterday made one stop in the middle and while i guess they were sleeping uh, this thing started overheating and yeah. So at least it didn't catch fire. Everybody's okay. All good, is good. Yeah. good. But uh, he had to get a hotel and deal with all that. So I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's bringing it out here still or going back. I don't know. Leaving it somewhere, maybe on the side of the road. <laughs> Ditching it. <laughs> good excuse to get something yeah. new. Yeah. That's there you go. True. Exactly. So even if he's up, you know, we know your brother. So yeah, let's all hey, go. There up. we go. There we go. Let's all get together. You you met yeah. him. It was at the uh, the what was it? The, the was Shamrock Open. The, yes, Shamrock Open. Yeah. There we go. Yes. It's kind of like Hangover Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened in Vegas, so I don't remember. Yeah. Or I can't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't leave here. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's how it works. Huh? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we've got to do we've got to do my my learning more. Which, by the way, I finally have new episodes coming out. I'm like recording Whoa. now, which is great. I've got a bunch of interviews lined up as well. So brand new season coming out. I'm not going to be doing video like this though, sadly. But uh, maybe that's good for people. I don't know. Um, but I do have a learning more question about pickleball, and it's actually sort of goes along with our our, our guest today um, in talking about pro pickleball. Um, do you guys have a favorite team? like a favorite pro team. Is there, is there somebody out there that like you guys are like totally following? Totally following. Yeah, totally. Not a hundred percent on board part, with probably. it, but after interviewing Alex and with our next guest, I'm getting kind of sold on these OKC punishers. Yeah. They bring me energy. They're doing fantastic. Mm -hmm. And after speaking with both of them, I mean, maybe maybe we need some more guests on our show to try to convince me otherwise. But there you go. 
There you I go, Greg. We don't need to convince team. you. We don't need to convince you otherwise. <laughs> you know, being over 50 myself, right? Um, this whole NPL, the National Pickleball League, is for seniors. So you have to be 50 or older to play in this league. And I've been watching their, they've had two official events so far. And I'm into it as well, Bridget. I think it's fun. And, you know, the one thing I wish that they have more of is getting to know the players. Yeah, because that's the one thing on the pro pro tour, right? The, the younger players, like they do a really good job of, you know, doing features. So you get to know who they are and um, know their personalities. And, um, you know, like Tyson McGuffin, I mean, he's a crazy man out there. So he's you kind of get to know some of those players. But I want to get to know some of the senior players um, that are playing in the NPL, like Alex Simon, who's been on our show before. And I think we're going to have in the future and then we're going to have um, our guest tonight yeah and, there you go look at that that's it yeah that's a it's right there. right there i mean yeah. she's sharing her team on that's carol rolls she is the co-owner of the okc punishers and she's going to be joining us uh today and uh, sharing what her adventure has been like i mean it's crazy hearing her story of how she became a pickleball a pro pickleball team owner like, how often does that ever happen? <laughs> My dream. Okay, the Punishers. We are so excited to have our next guest, Carol Rolls. She is the co-owner of the OKC Punishers. Welcome, Carol. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? We are good and super excited to have you and to hear more about what you're doing with the OKC Punishers. But before we get into it, I think we should toast, if you've got your shot ready, to the OKC Punishers. That's right. Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. We should actually say the first place OKC Punishers. Yes. Well, tied for first place, so I don't want to get any rumors started, but tied for first place. <laughs> but if you look at the point differential, I believe <gasps> Did you, you do that? I wow, did. Wow, y'all have done your homework. Okay, I think you're right. I think it you're right. It puts you just this much above, what is it, Austin, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a long story on how we got to this point. So let's kind of go back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you decided to actually start your own professional pickleball team. Wow. So I started playing pickleball in 2018, actually a little bit before it really took off because I think it was during the whole COVID thing that I think people got bored and was like, oh, we've got to be doing something, right? <laughs> right. Um, and so I started then and just a little beginner league and... Um, unfortunately have had some injuries. So I didn't, I probably really only played about two to two and a half years of actual playing. Cause I've had two over two years worth of injuries being out. But okay. fortunately um, my husband and co-owner Doug, he's a sports orthopedist. So I could get all the good advice at home. And, uh, but eventually I did end up needing surgery and um, had to recover from that and then come, you know, claw my way back. And, um, but you know what, every time I've been injured, I've come back stronger and better. And um, I watched a lot of videos and I learned how to play left-handed. I was so desperate to play. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get out there 
you know, my legs are fine. And, and I started learning how to play left-handed. And so now I, it ended up being a blessing because I have a really good two-handed uh, backhand because nice. my left, I wow. use my left hand. Yeah. So that's it ended up being a little plus. So yeah. That's excellent. And uh, we ended up um, hearing about uh, the NPL. Um, one time I was at Chicken and Pickle and uh, Rick Whitskin and Beth Bellamy were there and they were uh, talking with Chicken and Pickle about getting the combine in the Oklahoma City location. And um, I happened to be there at the same time uh, at a birthday luncheon and we had just played pickleball. And uh, I, I didn't know who Rick Whitskin was. I mean, I probably should have because he's one of the number one male players in the nation, but uh, he tapped me on the shoulders and uh, and he said, hey, because uh, you know, Rick's so shy, right? If, yeah, you, know, yeah. if you know Rick, <laughs> like, he's super charismatic and everything. So uh, he's like, how would you like to meet the number one um, female player in the nation over 50? And I was like, oh, sorry, I'm busy right now. We've got this lunch. And I was like, yes, I would love to. <laughs> And so um, he walked me over to their table and I talked with Beth and her, uh, her sister, Julie, um, who's the events coordinator and does an amazing job. And um, so we chit chatted. They came over to uh, my group of ladies and uh, we talked a little bit. I introduced them, you know, to my friends and um, we ended up just having a, a sweet prayer before we um, had our lunch and uh, Beth and Rick were all involved with that. And so after that, it was like, good to meet you. They went back to their, their table. And I thought I would really like to um, just go over one more time. And just, I had this thought, I'd like to volunteer. And um, I knew they were going to need help at the combine. And so I said, hey, do you need any volunteers? And they're like, yes, we do. And I said, well, will you need medical coverage? And they said, oh, my, yes, we would love to have medical coverage. And I said, well, my husband could provide that. I, volu I volunteered him ah, without asking. <laughs> but I knew he would. I know he knew he would. <laughs> but anyway, so um, and I said I, I could help out, too. And so um, we ended up getting each other's phone numbers and, you know, connected before the combine and probably a week and a half or two weeks before the combine, Julie, Beth's sister, uh, said, hey, do you happen to know anyone who might want to buy the sixth and final pickleball team? And I said, no. I said, but I'll ask my husband when he gets home. And um, so I did. And I said, honey, do you know anyone who might want to buy a pickleball team? And he he thought for just like a, a couple seconds, he goes, why don't we buy it? And I was like, I honestly thought it was an early April Fool's joke because he's, he doesn't really play pickleball. He treats a lot of pickleballers. He doesn't really have time. I think he would love to play more. But um, so anyway, I, I after our, he picked me up off the floor, you know, from passing out, I was like, what? Are you serious? And he, he said, well, let's just look into it and see if it's even feasible, you know. And I was like, of course, I was super excited. Um, and so anyway. Um, we let them know that we were interested and there was a, there's a whole vetting process. And 
again, we're down to the combine almost starting. So there was, it was, everything happened so fast. It was such a whirlwind. And there were other, you know, people that were interested in buying that sixth and final team. And I think at the very end, it, it, we were up against like 12 other people, if I remember correctly. Wow. So, um, but Michael Chen is one of the founders and we really connected, Doug and I both really connected with Michael. And of course I had already really connected with Beth and Rick and Julie. So um, it already felt like a good fit and a, a blossoming friendship. And so because of that, um, I think maybe we had a little edge over, you know, I'm sure there were great people that wanted the, the final team, but they can also try again. You know, we're going to be adding six more teams um, every year Bridgie. until we reach 30 teams. Bridgie, we have, we have hope. We could be right. team we number 12. Next team owners. <laughs> yes. yes, go for it. That's I so go exciting. For it. Yeah. Yes. And so it, it it's still, I pinch myself, honestly, because it's like, is, am I really doing this? Like, we are not, we are not from the business world. We are a medical person and an educator, you know? So this is so out of the realm of what we've ever done before. But to be honest, we've had people step up and help us in so many ways. Um, shout out to Rick Redemar. He's an attorney. He's one of the team owners for a Boca and um, he set us up with the LLC and just honestly this is going to sound so like is this really possible but everybody is so nice and all the other team owners are so nice and the founders are so nice and we all get along so well you know I, I guess it would be juicy to have all this drama and oh and this rivalry but it just really isn't like that you know i maybe it's because the players are all over 50 and we've done high school and we've done junior high and we hated it and we were like i we want to be you know just just good buds and you know we we of course on the court it's competitive and it's you know everybody wants to win but this the off the court just camaraderie is i such a blessing I can't even, I don't know. I can't even really put it to words because it's, it's so amazing. So. Well, I think yeah. that's de definitely a reflection of the pickleball community in general, because since starting a few years ago, we've got nothing but positive support from everyone and getting to interact with folks on our podcast too. We've met a lot of people and everybody's just so nice and so willing to help out and share their story. So we appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us too. Um, I was also wondering, I've never made a huge purchase like a pickleball team or anything like that. So this is exciting to learn about the process. Did you all get to pick the name of the team or was that already set in stone? No, we all picked our own names and we had a little family meeting. We had gotten down to <clears throat> like a few choices and we have two grown daughters and a son-in-law. And so we sent it out like, what do you think? And hands down, it was like, if you don't go with the Punishers, like we're going to haunt you. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess it's Punishers. And, and I loved it. Um, the other ones were tough too, like crushers and twisters and, you know, just, just tough stuff. So we definitely didn't want anything lighthearted or bluffy. We, we, we're, we, we want to be. You don't want to be the little dinky doos or anything like dinky. that? No, no, the dinky doos. No, definitely not. 
So <laughs> yeah. it's not the OKC way. Like when I say the OKC Punishers, I want to say Punishers. I want to like get into it. Right? It's That's an emotional it. thing. Like yeah. Yeah. And we do. That's kind of our team. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you could say team move or whatever, but we're like, okay, see, pleasures, you know, I mean, <laughs> but it gets you kind of revved up, you know, so that was our thought. Well, that doesn't surprise me because we got introduced by Alex Simon. He came on the show before and he's one of your players and he's, oh, yeah. he's got energy. Alex brings <laughs> the energy. Yeah. He's got 20 year old energy. We, we need to find <laughs> out what he's drinking, eating, <laughs> Whatever yeah. he's doing, yeah. But he said he was 50, and he's, you know, he's going up the ladder from all the time. You know what? He's a top three now in over 50, and he's only been playing for, what, a year? Maybe not even a year yet. And I think it's now nine months. Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, crazy. he's. I call him my dark horse because he is so new, but he is. he gets everything so fast, and he's just, he's such a bright spirit and just, you know, team player, everybody loves him. And he is already a, a really, really good player, but he's, he's only going to get better from here, you know, cause he's, imagine if you've only been playing nine months and you're already at a professional level. And I don't know if you knew, but I think he's like number three in the world in singles. Mm -hmm. So he's, oh wow. It's just, yeah. But you know what? We have a team of amazing players. I mean, and again, it's the camaraderie. I think if I had to point to one thing that may be giving us this little edge that we seem to have, you know, God willing, we hold on to it and everything, but um, it's this, we get along so well and the camaraderie on and off the courts is just through the roof. Now, do you do anything specific to kind of foster that environment? Because everyone is from different cities. So I'd imagine it would be kind of tough to get that cohesiveness and that team energy going. Is there anything that you all do as a team to kind of help build that? Yeah, I think um, actually in a little interesting story of how we came upon Mark Milner to be our general manager. He called me, you know, he's one of our players. He called me and had an idea to do a clinic um, ahead of um, one of our events. And he's like, let's meet up early. Let's do this clinic. It'll give us extra practice time. We can make, make a little bit of money to help support the players um, with their funds and things like that. So we, um, and I said, well, how about a pro-am? And so we ended up doing both because just being a, a player, I thought, you know, I've done clinics and, and I have my own coach who's on my team, by the way, which we should talk about, Moira Roush. Uh, she's a super senior and she's amazing and she's my personal coach and I love her. But um, anyway, so uh, where was I going with that? Oh, oh, how did we foster that? Okay, so Mark Milner, we were talking and I said, let's do a pro-am. And so I was thinking pro-am because I would love to play with some of these higher level players. I appreciate their advice and their, you know, telling, telling you all the tips on the court and, and all of that. But I thought, wouldn't it be fun to play with and against a pro? And so that's what we did. And so that was um, another bonding thing that we had, getting everybody together early. And some of our 
seems like we have a lot of West Coast. We have a couple East Coasters on our team, but the rest are west of the Mississippi. We've got a lot of California, Washington, Nevada, Oregon, um, just a lot from the West. And I and they have made time to get together. So I think that is just help with the bonding and also, of course, valuable practice time. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have so many questions for you. I am just dying to get into the draft and how you guys get your players, but we got to take a quick break. So when we come back, we'll have more. Be right back. Welcome back, everyone. This is Third Shot Podcast, and we are back from break with Carol Rolls, the co-owner and the boss lady of the OKC Punishers. <laughs> Welcome back. Good to be back. Let's do a toast it. to the boss lady. Yes. This is a fantastic job running the team. This may be the only you. time I ever get to be a be boss lady, but I'm enjoying it. It's so fun. <laughs> well, before so we get the, into the draft, just tell us, how did the boss lady thing come about? Oh, gosh. So we decided, because I am that wacky, goofy person, we decided that um, our players would have call signs like Top Gun. And so um, everybody was kind of coming up with, you know, different fun things and different nicknames that they've you know, had throughout their pickleball career, even their whole lives, maybe. But um, kind of, I thought, you know, why, why don't I just say, um, because I'm actually probably not very bossy or anything with, with the team. So I thought it would be kind of ironic and funny. So I put, I'll, I'll be boss lady, you know. <clears throat> and David Alexander, one of our players, said, oh my gosh, I already have you listed as that in my phone oh how funny <laughs> no kidding <laughs> it's stuck of course you know because if he's already got it in his phone it's meant to be right so exactly yeah. that's funny <laughs> yeah and i, I, love I you like guys it. the nicknames <laughs> yes yeah and they came up with such good you know good nicknames uh call signs i mean i just thought why not do these fun extra little things that make us feel like kids again? I mean, you guys probably saw Top Gun. Yeah. And, and the second Top Gun, Maverick, was was probably one of my all-time favorite movies, especially with my husband having been in the Navy for 24 years. You know, um, I love the Navy and, and I'm very patriotic. So um, I thought, let's do call signs. Why not? That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I would just be uncle. <laughs> oh yeah, this uncle. You know, and we we it's interesting because we lived in Hawaii for eight years. We were stationed there, and every adult male and every adult female in Hawaii is uncle and auntie or auntie. Yes. Well, yeah. it's okay. I gotta take a little detour on this podcast, but short story. My first time in Hawaii was with my uncle Greg and my auntie and I went there and we were at this market and I kept saying auntie auntie like to get her attention but everybody in there would be turning around <laughs> and looking and I was like no 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 that was that, that was auntie like, yeah, that auntie I know my I actual love auntie. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Yeah that was that was a great 8 years and 
Um, I well, love the Hawaiian culture. That's how we bought it, Carol. Through text, we were talking about Hawaiian food. And, you know, everybody that knows me knows I love Hawaiian food. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah, so good. Everything about Hawaii is good. I, that's my happy place, for sure. Well, when, you, when you get out to Vegas, Bridgie and I will take you to the great Hawaiian food. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's what What's Vegas, people, the eighth, oh, eighth island? That's what they say. I was about to say that, that so many people from Hawaii fly. There's always a direct flight, the red eye, and it goes straight to Las Vegas. And so you probably know tons of Hawaiian people and just, you know, their um, family value, just their whole vibe is very aloha, you know, just, it is. I don't know. Yeah. I love it. So. Yeah, me too. We got to get okay. some Hawaiians on your team. <laughs> we have one. We oh. have one. His name is Brent Vivioli, and his nickname, you'll be shocked, is Big Kahuna. So <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I know, right? But yeah, he's he's Hawaiian heritage, and um, I love that. I think that's great and cool. So. All right, Carol. So the sports fan in me, I've always, you know, dreamed of owning my own sports franchise. And part of it would be doing the draft and figuring out who, which players I could get. You know, I do the fantasy football thing, all these fantasy baseball, whatever, right? I'm in all that stuff because yeah. I, I want to be a, a actual owner of a, of a, you know, a sports team. So what was it like for you guys to actually go through the drafting process and figuring out who was going to be your team? Oh my gosh. It was super cool. I flew to Naples and we did it there and it was like this situation room, you know, and um, it was pretty serious and it was, um, you know, some, but some of the behind the scenes, I mean, there's actually a video of it and I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think you might be able to find that on uh, NPLPickleball.com. But um, so I had a, um, I guess a little help edge because when we picked our numbers, we did it the old fashioned at the combine. Okay. At the mm -hmm. combine, we did the old fashioned pick the number out of the jar. So there were six teams, six numbers, right? They did it alphabetically and OKC Punishers happens to be last. <clears throat> so everybody's drawing, drawing their numbers out. And at this point, there's one number left and it's a two. Okay. So I know I'm, I, but I did the drama anyway. It's like, Oh my, God. you know, so, and um, so I knew what that meant because the person who picked number one was Phil Cohen from the Indy drivers and Rick Witzkin is from Indy and they're friends. And I knew, and he's the, he was the number one player. So obviously Indy is going to pick Rick Witzkin. So that meant I was going to get Beth Bellamy, who is the number one female in the nation. All right. And so, so I, um, I was so excited because I knew what that meant. And of course, Julie is Beth's sister and she was kind of my partner in crime throughout, you know, this whole little process of getting involved with the NPL and stuff. <clears throat> so I go running over to Julie and I'm like, Julie, Ah, ah, do you know what this means? And she goes, I know what this means. And I said, do you know what this means? And she goes, I know what this means. And I said, I wonder if Beth knows what this means. Because, <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Because 
you know, Beth was just being Beth and just, she's so sweet and just, you know, charming and talking to everybody and everything. And I was, I was serious, like, I wonder if Beth knows what this means, but obviously this is what it's going to come down to. It's going to be Rick going number one, Beth going number two on the OKC Punishers. I was more than thrilled uh, to get the number one female in the nation on our team. And so when draft time came, she, I pick her first, right? So now she's on the team and she can help me draft all the other players. Oh, so she knew like who was good. And I okay. did because I, I would have been kind of in a pickle because I'm not on the senior tour or anything. Right. And I've heard of a lot of these people, but I, you know, I would have been in kind of in trouble probably. And, um, but I also had back to my coach, Moira Roush, um, I had talked to her a little bit. She was kind of scouting during the combine, telling me who she thought was looking good and, you know, all of that. And and I knew I wanted Moira on my team, too, because, I mean, of all people, you know, I definitely wanted to have my own coach on my team. And um, so she helped a whole lot, too. So um, and then there were, uh, you know, uh, some wheelings and dealings that had to be made. I wanted to make sure I had OKC blood on my team. I wanted OKC players on my team. So a little wheeling and dealing had to happen um, for for me to get the team that I wanted. And of course, I feel like I made the best because I know you're into fantasy, oh, yeah. you know, sports. So I feel like I, I did, I got the deal. I got the good deal. Good so, for you. Yeah. It sounds like you did. I mean, you all are in first place, not just tied, but just a little bit above in first place. So that's excellent. <laughs> I was curious, what did it feel like for you going into your first matchup of the season? Were you nervous? Were you excited? How did that all play out? I was so nervous because I feel like I'm sort of like team mom, honestly. Um, I was extremely nervous. I think I would I was I'm more nervous than the players. You know, I'm just, as a matter of fact, this last, you know, um, event that we had in Overland Park, Kansas, I lost my voice for almost a week from screaming. And we we ended up having one of those tiebreaker, team breaker, dream breakers with, with our team. Uh, and it was extremely, I mean, I, I, nail biting, you know, just... I was very nervous about the whole thing. And of course we ended up pulling it off 11 to 10 and it, it was, you know, so exciting. So, um, but yeah, so it's, but like before the first event, yeah, nerves for sure. But, you know, it's so fun that I don't know. I think the fun overrides the nerves. It's just such a blessing to be a part of it, honestly, truly. So as, as an owner, what do you do in between the different events? Because the, the events are kind of spread out, you know, maybe two, three weeks apart from each other, that type of stuff. As owner, you're probably constantly working at this. What, what kind of stuff are you doing in between the events? That is such a great question, Uncle Greg. I'm telling you, it, there is so much more um, that goes into being an owner of a team than you, than you might even imagine. I mean, we have to get sponsors, you know, um, I am supposed to be meeting with the mayor of Oklahoma city, maybe later this month. Um, 
you know, you've got to get involved with the Chamber of Commerce and you've got to, um, there's social media and there's, I mean, and you know about social media and you know how important it is. I mean, thank you for having me on because all that does is shine a light on the OKC Punishers. And I just, I want everyone to fall in love with OKC as much as I love them. And they're, hopefully you'll have some of our players on your podcast at some point. I know you had Alex and um, they're, they're all in their own way, just as fun and wonderful as Alex and have bring their own <clears throat> little specific, wonderful energy to the team. And it's just a great chemistry. And so I guess that's what I would say, you know, is it's, I don't know. It's just the whole journey is amazing, honestly. Well, we're hoping to have Beth on at some point. So, yeah. That, that would be awesome. Yeah, tease. she's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would highly recommend any of our players. They're all, you know, here's the, here's the thing, you guys. When you're 50 plus, you've lived a lot of life. You know, we've got stories. We've got, every one of our, our players has such an interesting backstory, you know, and so that's one thing that I would like to do on our website, um, on the okcpunishers.net, is highlight the players and their stories so that people can click on that player and go, what is this person all about? And, you know, they're just good, solid people that, you know, you're going to, almost anybody's going to identify with them and go, yeah, you know, they sound just like me. And it's just, I don't know, it's a beautiful thing. Well, you really are, I think, painting a great picture for the OKC Punishers. And I'm sure after listening to this episode, there's going to be people falling in love and following this story. So where can they find you on social media to make sure that they don't miss an OKC Punishers post? So we're on Facebook, OKC Punishers, Instagram at OKC Punishers. And of course, we have our website, which is okcpunishers.net. And so I would love for people to follow and just keep up with what's going on. I've noticed a trend. The second event was even more exciting than the first. And I think it's just the trend is just going to continue to get, you know, more and more excitement, more and more people involved. I'll tell you the Wichita event. So not the next one, but which is in Grand Prairie, but the next one after that in Wichita is only a two hour drive from Oklahoma City. So I have so many Punisher fans coming up to Wichita. I bet these other teams better look out because our <laughs> level of screaming yes. is going to be push the roof off, picking a nickel. You guys are going to bring it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was able to watch on YouTube the uh the match is the Knicks um is the Knicks event going to be on YouTube as well it will you can find it on YouTube but you can also find it on um nplpickleball.com and okay. so the live streaming and then I think the events stay on there for a while I'm not sure exactly how long uh maybe maybe permanently but um if you get a chance to watch that tiebreaker team breaker all of the team breakers, they just, there's this, this extra element of, you know, this is really for the, all the marbles right here, you know, so they get a little, a little extra edge of excitement there. Well, I can't wait to watch the Knicks event and I wish you guys the best of luck the rest of the season. 
Thank you so much. Yes, I appreciate good luck to you, you guys. And the Punishers. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's again, it's just a whirlwind of fun. So thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate your time and y'all are awesome. Oh, thank you. You're awesome. Thank yeah. you so, so much. Boss lady. Yeah. <laughs> Boss lady. Yeah. Let's go Punishers. Let's go Punishers. Awesome. And thank you everybody for listening and watching our show now on YouTube. Um, it was great having Carol Rolls on, the co-founder of the OKC Punishers. Um, we're going to continue to have great guests like Carol in future episodes. Please go to thirdshotpodcast.com to find different interviews and blogs and so much information. Check us out on Instagram at Third Shot Podcast. Find us on Twitter, Third Shot Pod all the different platforms for our uh, podcast. So check it out. And Bridgie and I will continue to share our journey. And we want to hear more about your journey as well. So thank you so much for joining us and join us again on Third Shot Podcast.